This podcast is brought to you by J.P. Morgan ETFs. Face it, the principles you need to build a stronger portfolio haven't changed, but the tools you need have, which is why J.P. Morgan is bringing new ETF solutions to the marketplace. It's time to evolve your portfolio for a new world. Let's solve it at jpmorgan.am/trillions. Investing involves risk. J.P. Morgan ETFs are distributed by J.P. Morgan Distributor Services Incorporated. Hi, I'm Tom Lydon from ETF Trends. I'm Yasmin Dyer from J.P. Morgan Asset Management. I'm Joe Staines from J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Thank you for joining us for Welcome to the New Age, a podcast about the future of ETFs, produced by Bloomberg Media Studios. We're at the Inside Smart Beta and Active ETF Summit in New York City. So before we get started, just to level set the ETF space, um, not many people realize ETFs have been around for 25 years. And many know that some of the advantages of ETFs have come out of pure indexing from traditional indices like the Dow Jones Industrials and the S&P 500. But we've seen a great evolution to smart beta strategies where it might be value, dividend, fundamental strategies that now have evolved to multi-factor strategies that many investors are taking advantage of. Today we're going to talk about machine learning, artificial intelligence-based indexing, and the future of ETFs and how they can be incorporated in these strategies. You've just met Yasmin Daya and Joe Staines. Yasmin's the head of America's beta specialist team for JP Morgan. Joe is portfolio manager on quantitative strategies team for JP Morgan and also has a doctorate in machine learning. So as you look at it today, Joe, um, how do we begin to incorporate AI and machine learning into investing? So there's two really important points by which AI and machine learning are going to impact investors. The first of those are the innovations that are going to appear in industry. So thinking about the sorts of things that are happening in Amazon, Netflix, and Google, uh, and the impact that's going to have on industries. So everything that technology as a whole has done to investing as a, as a sector over the last few decades, we're going to see the same sorts of innovative impacts from machine learning and AI. Secondarily to that, actually, there are ways in which we can employ these tools as portfolio managers. There are things we can do within our investment processes to incorporate the additional benefits that can be gleaned from the tools that are now available to us. For investors, uh, advisors, institutions, we can't avoid artificial intelligence. It's hitting us in the face every day. Uh, is it hype or is it reality? I think that's a really interesting point because I think people look at AI and think of it as something new. Similar to how they think of factor investing because of the dialogue that we're having right now on it. But it actually has been around for quite some time. In fact, the first AI conference was held in 1956. So quite some time. Uh, another very interesting stat is that the precursor to Siri came around in 1965. And so it's actually been more of an evolution than a revolution on this concept. What I think is happening right now is much more of a focus and a dialogue. What that also means, though, is that you kind of have to separate um, the noise from the truth a little bit around what's truly AI from an investment point of view versus what's just the theme of AI. Um, and you see that from the products that I think come out in the market. Joe, back to the benefits to investors. Um, what's the actual use case? How can investors couple uh, this innovative way of investing 
and actually make it work for their portfolio. There's two types of products that are now available that are making use of these. The first of those is, is things that target the theme in itself. Um, now, of course, having a view on whether that's a good investment or not is, is somewhat separate. Um, but secondarily to that, you're seeing now more and more products that are making use of AI-driven processes. Incorporating those can give you an aspect uh, that extends what systematic investing is capable of. And what I mean by that is systematic investing historically has lent on relatively simplistic sources of data. The argument from human portfolio managers was always, well, I can see the fullness of the picture. I can incorporate all this different information uh, and make use of it in, in totality. Now what we're seeing is through AI and through machine learning, we can incorporate large, diverse data sets uh, and use them in very complex ways um, to make uh, investment decisions. So new data sources that previously would only have been accessible to a human portfolio manager move into systematic space. I think what that really means ultimately for a portfolio manager, which I do think translates into clients, is efficiency and productivity, so scale. Being able to do the thing you need to do, but faster and better, and, and precision. So being able to target the exposure you want with a more precise nature. And those are ultimately things that get passed through from an asset manager into the products that they create. So it's not actually always what you don't know and, or, or that the, the computer's smarter than you, but developing a system, following the system, and the speed of the system. Is that correct? To give an example of that, actually, on, on our desk, we have a merger arbitrage strategy that employs uh, machine learning-based tools to capture information that previously was only available to, to humans. Um, so what we actually do is read news articles automatically, process those, and determine whether they have information pertaining to merger deals contained in our book. Now, historically, that was down to a portfolio manager to sit there in the morning every day, read through every relevant newspaper, website, and so on and so forth, and pick out what they thought was relevant. What we can do now instead is sort through all of that information at once, um, assess the most relevant pieces, and pass those on to a portfolio manager so their time is much more efficiently used. They now read you know, a tiny fraction of the sources they had to before, um, but they get the same important information. I'll just make two points on that as well, which is first, why even do that all together? Well, there is an actual investment reason that you care about this information. So if we think about um, longing and shorting stocks, we have an equity long short strategy. You very much do not want to short a stock that may be likely to have merger activity on it. So being able to have that information and remove from your population set the stocks you invest in, those that are likely or potentially likely takeover targets, means that you're limiting idiosyncratic risk in your portfolio. You're more precisely capturing the thing you want to capture with a lot less event risk. And so that practical application is very profound. It means that you don't need 100 portfolio managers to read the newspaper every day. You need one to have that information to create that limit of it altogether. So we've got two aspects here. We have the deep research aspect of it where there's a huge amount of benefit with the speed and time. And then talk, if you can, a little bit, Joe, about uh, the discipline of computer learning and how many of us understand we have a system as far as investing and we follow this process on a regular basis. But with machine learning, that system may change over time because more factors that come in based on real time might end up changing the discipline to some degree. Yeah, so investors exhibit biases. We all have cognitive failures. Um, even when we recognize those failures and attempt to mitigate them, they still exhibit themselves. Um, by employing a, a system such as AI, 
we can attempt to mitigate those types of biases and ideally remove them completely. Back to the news filter example. Most portfolio managers have a certain field of expertise, a preference for certain types of companies or certain types of investments. They would naturally, therefore, draw in more information from that field than they would from others. That attention bias can be mitigated using a system that will obviously scrape in everything and, and assess everything with equal weight rather than focusing on their favored fields. I think part of the reason you're actually hearing more about AI as well is this relationship between factor investing and AI. This idea that systematizing the investment process and taking human emotion out of the day-to-day -day decision making is supplemented by having access to data, transparent data that makes you better at capturing it in a systematic format. To me, these two topics are creating a virtuous cycle for each other in terms of their growth in conjunction. Are we at the point with artificial intelligence and computer learning that if those are used within portfolio management, they can actually protect you in bear markets? In a word, no. Um, there are very strong reasons why not. So in particular, we haven't got a great deal of data on what a bear market looks like. The number of events uh, historically aren't sufficient to allow machine learning to be applied. I think this takes us back to the question and discussion we were having around does it replace portfolio managers or does it supplement portfolio managers? The more data helps you be more efficient, but in the end of the day, it, it doesn't predict uh, something like a downturn. Yeah, I, I think um, although we're all big fans of the ETF space, have we been tested? That's the thing. Where at the end of the financial crisis, there was $600 billion in ETFs, and now there's $3.6 trillion in ETFs. Uh, from an equity standpoint and from a bond standpoint, we are going to return to normal times of volatility. It's going to be interesting. I think the big question is, what can we expect from uh, artificial intelligence that's incorporated into portfolios during those periods of time of volatility, number one, but number two, of high emotion? Joe? We spent a lot of time talking about the benefits of AI, but there are, of course, risks as well. You can build a bad AI-based strategy just as easily as you can build a bad general quant strategy. During this type of market environment, we haven't really seen uh, much of a, a serious test for those types of strategies. So when we have this explosion of, of innovation, um, you do risk bad coming with the good, and, and some of that will shake out in the future. So I think it's important to not put the cart before the horse and be skeptical in an approach to the types of AI strategies you adopt. So do you think investors will continue to see the benefits of AI and computer learning within portfolio management, but also in the servicing aspect of the relationship with the client? And I think many of the benefits that we talked about with AI seem to sit in the realm of benefits to portfolio managers, and they ultimately do transfer onto clients in the way of cost, essentially, and scale and efficiency. But I do think what you're bringing up is a really good point, which is that there's also the, how does it directly interact with clients? And, and bringing their heightened emotions down means they can stay invested, not leave the market, which we know they do. And while we haven't had many tests of that in the last nine years, I think many would argue that we're entering a part of the cycle where this would become more important. You touched briefly on how JP Morgan utilizes AI within portfolio. Yes, maybe you walk through some of the situations where uh, J.P. Morgan has embraced artificial intelligence today? Well, we've certainly, in our quantitative teams, adopted AI, and I think the merger arbitrage examples is probably the best one. We have several instances where that technology applies within our portfolios. So number one, when we're trying to take advantage of the merger arbitrage style of investing, one of the biggest hurdles is getting access to data. 
having AI helps us make sure that what we're capturing, we're capturing most efficiently. So if our data feed missed a deal, we would be able to supplement that with information around um, what our AI has told us around what's likely to be a takeover target. It limits idiosyncratic risk in our long short book. But this type of technology also sits in many other parts of our portfolio management teams in the broader asset management business. I will say we did win two awards last year for this AI technology. What's most exciting to me about this is that it's no longer just used in small parts of people's portfolios, it's available in ETFs. I mean, that's a kind of amazing thought. To me, it's the truest format of democratization that this type of technology is finding its way into vehicles that anybody can buy with a click of a button. Emotions can be um, a great detriment to investors. And we know that over time. And I think while things are good and you're uh, euphoric over the markets and as we're hitting new highs, that's a great thing. But we all sometimes forget during those tough times um, what can happen on the downside. I, I think some final points, Joe, how AI can really help investors uh, remove the emotion of investing and have them stick to a long-term plan. Well, more broadly, systematic investing, uh, by definition, removes the human decision-making element. So any type of systematic process is, by definition, robust against uh, human cognitive biases. So AI, all it does is, is allow us to employ that bias-free decision-making process to a much broader suite of strategies. Um, but it does indeed yeah, take out the, the risk of a person overreacting to a certain situation. I can't help but sense your enthusiasm for this subject, and you're getting me excited. But before we go, Yasmin, what's the future of computer learning and artificial intelligence? Are we just touching the surface? Well, we've talked a lot about how it's been around for a while. What I'm excited about is the, the combination of this with the ETF vehicle. To me, that is about true democratization of access, and that is a really exciting thing. Joe? As with many academic fields, theoreticians get way, way ahead of, of practitioners in this space. So what we're seeing now is final realization of all the ideas that we in academia were proposing many decades ago. So yeah, it's a huge passion of mine, and I'm really excited about the innovation that's to come. Yasmin, Joe, I had a blast, learned a lot. Thank you very much, and I look forward to getting together with you again soon for our next podcast in the series, Welcome to the New Age. This podcast brought to you by J.P. Morgan ETFs was produced by Bloomberg Media Studios. J.P. Morgan Asset Management was awarded the best use of cutting-edge technology by the American Financial Technology Awards. All qualifying entries are examined, discussed, and voted on by the American Financial Technology Awards judges. The American Financial Technology Awards, AFTA, process began with an open nomination period. Winners were selected by a majority vote of the American Financial Technology Awards judges. To ensure the process is completely unbiased and objective, judges are not allowed to comment on, or vote for, entries from their own institutions. Winners were announced at the American Financial Technology Awards Dinner in December 2017. JP Morgan Asset Management and JPMDS are not affiliated with InfoPro Digital Risk Limited. JP Morgan Asset Management was awarded the best use of emerging or innovative technology by the Banking Technology Awards. Banking Technology Award winners are selected on a three-part basis. The awards process began with an open nomination period. Following the open nomination process, the Banking Technology Award judges voted to select up to eight finalists in each category. Votes were tallied on a majority basis. Winners from these finalists were selected by majority vote of the Banking Technology Award judges. 
To ensure the process is completely unbiased and objective, judges are not allowed to comment on, or vote for, entries from their own institutions. Ties were decided where possible with head-to-head -head runoff votes. Voting was completed by September 2017, but results were kept secret until their announcement at the Banking Technology Awards Dinner on December 13, 2017. JP Morgan Asset Management and JPMDS are not affiliated with Informa PLC. Bloomberg News are not endorsed by JP Morgan Asset Management. This document is a general communication being provided for informational purposes only. It is educational in nature and not designed to be a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan feature, or other purpose. The companies mentioned herein are for illustrative purposes only. Their inclusion should not be interpreted as a recommendation to buy or sell. The use of the above company logos is in no way an endorsement for JP Morgan Asset Management. Any examples used are generic, hypothetical, and for illustration purposes only. Prior to making any investment or financial decisions, an investor should seek individualized advice from a personal financial, legal, tax, and other professional advisors to take into account all of the particular facts and circumstances of an investor's own situation. The views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any investment in any jurisdiction, nor is it a commitment from J.P. Morgan Asset Management or any of its subsidiaries to participate in any of the transactions mentioned herein. Any forecast figures, opinions, or investment techniques and strategies sent out are for informational purposes only, based on certain assumptions and current market conditions, and are subject to change without prior notice. All information presented herein is considered to be accurate at the time of production. This material does not contain sufficient information to support an investment decision, and it should not be relied upon by you in evaluating the merit of investing in any securities or products. In addition, users should make an independent assessment of the legal, regulatory, tax credit, and accounting implications and determine together with their own professional advisors. If any investment mentioned herein is believed to be suitable to their personal goals, investors should be sure that they obtained all available relevant information before making any investment. It should be noted that investment involves risks. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate in accordance with market conditions and taxation agreements. The investor may not get back their full amount invested. Both past performance and results are not a reliable indicator of current and future results. JP Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of JP Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. This communication is issued by the following entities. International investing has a greater degree of risk and increased volatility due to political and economic instability of some overseas markets. Changes in currency, exchange rates in different accounting and taxation policies outside the U.S. can affect returns. Diversification does not guarantee investment returns and does not eliminate the risk of loss. Diversification among investment options and asset classes may help to reduce overall volatility. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. JP Morgan ETFs are distributed by JP Morgan Distribution Services, Inc., which is an affiliate of JP Morgan Chase & Company. Affiliates of JP Morgan Chase & Company receive fees for providing various services to the funds. JP Morgan Distribution Services, Incorporated is a member of FINRA. JP Morgan Asset Management is the marketing name for the asset management business of JP Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide.